In the following live session recording, Mark Cottingham, Executive Pastor and Worship and Arts Ministry, and Sarah Cottingham, Youth Choir Director, both with Johnson Ferry Baptist Church in Marietta, Georgia, talk about Tools for an Effective Student Choir, Part 2. The listener will learn from two of Georgia's best student choir leaders. You will hear some new ideas for you to use in your ministry, learn some useful tools to enlist and sustain members. Let's join Mark and Sarah now. Hit some high points what good. we yeah. talked about yesterday. So there was a, a guy uh, that was a minister of music yesterday, Justin, and then another individual. And so since they're not here, we can just talk about some of the stuff we talked about yet. So it won't be a repeat for you. Um, but some of the, and really, well, let me just say this, you know, straight away, uh, I mean, you have been to Johnson Ferry, you were active there. Uh, student choirs have been a wonderful tradition for a long time, didn't start out that way. Uh, it was small when I came up in there a long time. And, um, but early, we started by prioritizing the children's music area. And Pamela uh, built on, you know, what had already happened before she came and, you know, took it to another level. But that priority on children's music was super important for us. And that feeds directly into youth choirs for us. And uh, even though the church was pretty, pretty large 30 years ago, 30 plus years ago when I came, the music ministry had really lagged behind the success of the church. And so... Uh, it was kind of ground zero from a foundational level back in the late 80s. And uh, the first, as the church grew, we needed more help. I was able to hire more staff. And the first person that we hired was a children's music person, really prioritized that. And uh, the graded choir system, despite you know, the fact, as you know, we're a multi-headed type animal. We've got the traditional services and the modern services going on at the same time. But we've been able to hit that ministry with excellence, core value, and uh, keep the bar high. And neither one of them are a stepsister. We're a multiple service type place, and it's a harmonious type relationship. Mm -hmm. Thankful for that. Mm -hmm. uh, as part of the staff uh, structure, um, Sarah is a worship associate and her job is working with student choirs. And when you were there, we had just hired Josh Stewart and uh, Sarah was actually in the choirs back then. And um, some of those guys have come and gone on to other jobs. Sarah came on our staff about five years ago and has taken the student music thing and done a great job with it. It's been a real priority for me as the overall leader uh, but I have had an opportunity to be a part of student music. I don't direct the groups, uh, but still can serve as an advisor and a mentor type. So, and Sarah will really get into some of the, you know, she knows the nuts and bolts better than me. Um, the uh, overall something or other. But I, I will say that we try to keep it a priority for sure and getting the right leader. Uh, there's a high school choir that meets on Sunday afternoons, 4.30. There's a select ensemble off of that. Uh, middle school choir still meets right before adult choir on Wednesday night. Um, and one thing that I would say, uh, 
can't really, you know, I'd say the same thing to the people yesterday. This is not a recipe for how it works in every church where you are, you know, but if there's things that we do that you're like, oh, I got that nugget and I can mm-hmm. take it with me, you know, uh, we can offer and talk about how it works at Johnson Ferry, um, at least for the past five minutes, you know, things move around and change around <laughs> right. at the church and even the structure and the and the feel of the youth choirs is different now than it was in 2004. Um, the, trying to think, you know, we're kind of on the front edge of just kind of a paradigm shift even then in 2004, 2005. The, the choirs, uh, the the approach is very much a, like a expressive worship choir. It's very, uh, it's a modern type thing, you know, band centered. Uh, the kids are much more expressive and free than the adult choir. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's just who they are. And so Sarah's done a good job, I feel, at trying to use tools and methodology and structure that works at 955 Johnson Ferry Road. Um, It's not, even though Sarah has a music education degree, like I'm sure you do, like I've got a music education degree, I get all that. Um, The struct, that type structure at our church, uh, we've got the chops there, but it doesn't, that's not how it is, you know? And so there are kids that are involved in the chorus in their schools, like at Walton, Pope or whatever, but then there's also kids there that are the right fielder on the baseball team who don't know anything about music. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're a part of it. And it's an environment where that person can feel comfortable and where the first soprano at Walton High School doesn't feel like, oh, this is terrible, you know, whatever. And, uh, and the main thing, again, is just that draw towards the Lord and the expressive worship is a real carrot. So again, yesterday, some of the things in Sarah we can I, I would talk through some of that yeah, yeah just uh, in creating student music a big part of it right straight off the bat is uh, building creating a culture that works yeah. and building relationships and you can just kind of buzz through some of that if you like she's got some good I'm going to turn that that light down because she's got a great uh, media display that will be helpful okay. You can see it better. And she's got some examples. And Sarah, you might even just show Judy kind of what it looks like in the modern world, what it looks like in yeah, the for traditional sure. world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. She'll recognize the traditional. Yeah. So, so um, leave that one on the middle. That's the there one. we go. That's perfect. Can you see okay now? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, like you mentioned, we both did music ed at Sanford. Uh, so I, I did my student teaching and did elementary and high school. And um, I was kind of my senior year at Sanford. I, you know, the whole semester was just in the schools. And I was in a, a really low income rural area where I was doing my high school student teaching and then a really affluent anything you want um, type thing with my elementary uh, teaching in Homewood. Um, and what I was realizing was that you know, as a, a 22 year old, I, I loved the simplicity of the elementary school classroom. I loved what I was teaching, uh, the content of what I was teaching and the simplicity and excitement the students were getting out of, um, 
of music basics, just the basics of music. But in the high school, I loved the relationship and the investment in teenagers. And um, so when I decided not to teach when I graduated, my professors were like, what are you doing? Um, But I uh, kind of felt like the Lord was not calling me to the classroom quite yet. I wasn't really sure why. And so I started working at Sanford as an admissions counselor, a recruiter for the school. Very different than my you know, degree was preparing me for, but really loved talking about Sanford and recruiting. And um, when this job at Johnson Ferry came available and we started talking like, oh, wow, I think I could maybe enjoy that. It was um, combining the two of like really loving the investment in teenage lives. Um, but we weren't, I wasn't teaching them to sing in, uh, in Latin. You know, I was, uh, I was doing more simple music theory basics and, um, it, it turns out kind of like we were talking about before the recruiting aspect, I, I would have had no idea that that was such a, going to be such a huge mm-hmm. part of my career. Um, so the basics I got at Sanford in traveling and recruiting and getting to know students, um, was, is hugely beneficial, um, because I'm, that's what I do all the time now. Um, lots even of, with lots of Starbucks on both. Yeah. <laughs> lots of like. Hey, let's go meet at Starbucks after school. Hey, can we meet for breakfast? And um, you know, I found that it it is about the music. If you if I pick bad music for them, they're not going to want to come be a part of it. But it was so much more than just picking the cool stuff. It was, you know, again creating a, an environment they want to be a part of and an investment in their lives to where they feel like they're known when they walk in and they're not just another person. Kind of that balance between the choral classroom at school and you know, Sunday school class. So, um, we talked yesterday about just like rehearsal environment and how that was really important. Um, you know, again, the the new music isn't the answer necessarily, but, um, I did often, or I do often, um, have music playing as they come in. Um, and sometimes it's contemporary Christian, um, you know, high energy music. Sometimes it's clean pop music that's on the radio because it automatically puts some of those students that are not musical at ease to hear like, Oh yeah, I know that song. That's that new Taylor Swift song. That's fun. Um, so, you know, we'll do that often. Um, it's also important, um, as I'm sure, you know, with your, um, your education background that, um, students are, are seeing you throughout the week. They know that you're, you're a safe place. And so I, I realized if they only saw me on Wednesday nights at six o'clock, there was less of a chance for me to have some buy-in there than if they also saw me on Sunday afternoon and they saw me at their football game and they saw me at the mm-hmm. school musical. And if I can just be there, there's more likely a relationship that can be developed. Um, that's why we're doing children's church. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's huge. Yeah. Just to be there. Then you're a familiar person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, one of those core values at Johnson Ferry, um, that we talk about a lot is that never changing message, but ever changing methodology. And I mm-hmm. never had an idea of just how important that would be within this ministry. Cause I'm trial and error all the time, mm-hmm. um, with new music and, um, you know, some fun game that I think is going to be great, but it ends up being a flop, you know, just trying new things to try and engage the students and, uh, you know, and it is, it's different even from when I came five years ago, um, than it is now of kind of what fits with that group of students. Um, one thing about, um, you know, as you start your ministry there, I know you're like, yeah, we're just have ground level. Here we go. Is who, to, who to partner with you? Mm-hmm. You know, who's your, who's your Judy Hale? You know I mean? Obviously it's like, you've got the wherewithal, 
to, in the knowledge to start yourself. I've got the music minister's wife come board. Oh, that's uh, good. Usually does the drama and costumes. Oh, that's church. awesome. Yeah. And I just she had helped last year and the year before with somebody. And right. She's just a constant. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and, and just also finding there there might be other people who are willing, but you want to find the right person who's willing, someone yes. that will follow your lead. And, uh, and she's a former teacher. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, and finding, you know, Sarah spends a lot of time on finding the right either young adults or parents mm -hmm. to come alongside her, and then eventually, in in our environment, uh, actually calling on the students, you know, to lead. They spend a again, it's a lot of kids involved, right. but um, the student leaders are very helpful. You yeah. Know? I mean, so we talk about, um, you know, in terms of high school, especially with the middle school, high school um, environment, finding that, you know, family group leader investment in your life type leader versus an adult chaperone, you know, someone who's just going to, um, you know, kind of be the policeman in the back versus someone who's, I'm going to come sit next to you and I want to sing with you and I want to, mm -hmm. I want to be a part of your life. Um, the girl in that picture in the, the green jacket is actually one of our adult leaders. She looks like a student, um, but her and her husband um, are involved. They're leading um, like a Sunday morning high school uh, small group. They both are separately. Um, so the kids see them there, but then they also are coming to choir rehearsal and coming on the trips and all. It's kind of that same thing. If they are not musical people, the two of them, um, but they sure do invest in the lives of the students well. Um, and something we have found um, is that, especially with our younger groups, with the middle school choir, if I can grab a couple college students or some older high school students to come and serve, it's an opportunity for me, especially those who feel called to ministry or possibly even music ministry, for me to, to pour into them and invest in them as they are investing in the younger students. Um, so, you know, when we have an 18-year-old who feels called to ministry is about to graduate, um, you know, come in sitting next to that sixth grader who's just getting started. Um, the sixth grader is much more likely to listen to the 18 year old than listen to me. Um, and so there's a, there's a sweet, uh, you know, mentorship that we're trying to, um, to foster in there as well. Um, but you know, we do have a, a student leadership team as well. Um, that is our, our 12, student leaders from last year um, dressed up for a Christmas party at my house. Your 12 um, elves. Yeah, the 12 little elves. Um, mm -hmm. But that's super helpful too because they've, uh, you know, they have some buy-in because they feel like leaders of the group. They are leaders of the group and more opportunities for me to to pour in and, and disciple them. It could be some of your, some people that are kids or high schoolers could be leaders for you in the children's music area as you start building things, you know. The only problem is, well, our pastor is letting us do something that <laughs> we are going to have children's choir, preschool children's choir, and youth choir during, during Same hour. the evening worship service. Oh, and yeah. And the parents will have a place to go. We're trying to bring them That's to good. church. Yeah, yeah. And um, have the kids going and the youth will be in the choir room, so I'll have this in another wing. But I've got a room now that's, I've already gone and Tom's changed the lights and, you know, I'm getting the little chairs out and the big chairs here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of thing because we've got a spot and uh, we're all going to be in the same hallway. Mm -hmm. Great. Us. Yeah. And um, we just did a huge renovation in the worship center up there. But 
The worship center is separate, but Sunday night is in the old chapel. Got it. Down here. And okay. this is where all the rooms will be. So the parents would be down here in the service. Couldn't and be more convenient. kind of a Bible yeah. study in the Sunday evening anyway. He's yeah. going through the Bible, just taking people basically. You know, we're still in Genesis. Wow. But it's very good because this is new for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And he meets, he and his wife go to Starbucks <clears throat> and Dairy Queen with couples constantly. <laughs> awesome. And I meeting their children because... Well, they both have lots of food allergies, but they can drink coffee and they can eat ice cream. Oh, yeah. I love it. There you go. <laughs> well, they're blessed that they don't have dairy allergies. Right. Yeah, seriously. No dairy allergies. Oh, wow. That's Just awesome. all the others. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's so much of it, too. Yeah, investing so in those lives. we're just trying to get a time where we can get them in. Right. And okay. then, um, I think it's cool that you've got, you've got the freedom to, I mean, for them... You've got an environment where the pastor's allowed you to do that and where you can... Right. Where and he reports to me when they visit a family. Oh, there's a seven-year-old in this one. Yeah. And I said, Good. was it AJ? And he goes, yes. I said, well, they visited in children's church. Yeah. I didn't have a last name. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. He was describing him. So everything's new to them, too. But that's good because we're all doing this new. Yeah. yeah. I think it might be helpful for you, you know, to take a look at as you think about creating structure, mm -hmm. uh, what's this going to look like? Uh, and you're going to get kids. You might have some either super duper singer. Then you've got some who doesn't know how to turn the music upside down or sideways or mm -hmm. whatever. You know this, uh, and it's no different than Johnson Perry. There, like I said, there's kids that don't. They come for whatever reason. But the bottom line is they come and you, yeah. don't, you don't have a yeah. chance to minister to them if they're not. And so, but trying to have a, an experience that's for the super singer enjoys it. Mm -hmm. And the person who just kind of wandered in there, that's, that's important. I think it'd be cool if Sarah talks about that and if you can glean some of that. Um, and also the way that she, as you get some kids in there, empowering them so that you're not doing everything mm -hmm. all the time, that they can come alongside you and help you. Hey, you 11th grade person, I'd love to lean on you for, why don't you help pass out music, do yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and then there's a lot of things I think that you could possibly, just I'm not saying you're gonna do them, there's fun stuff that we do that's nothing to do with music. Mm -hmm. You know, just whether it be crazy games or rehearsal creativity, because they're coming in and like, what's this going to be like? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, I need to stop talking. Let her talk about <laughs> it. Um, well, a lot of this is like kind of what we've already talked about, mm -hmm. just how to get to know your students, just seeing them throughout mm -hmm. the week and basketball games, musical theater productions, just trying to be there. Um, and that third point on there, you know, just using your resources, look, it sounds like y'all are already doing that, being a part of the children's ministry to know what's working and know those families. I do that often with our student ministry. Um, I am a part of leading worship on Sunday mornings in the two venues, but between the services, I'm running downstairs. I don't have a role with the student ministry on Sunday mornings, but I just want to be there. I just want the kids to see me. Mm -hmm. I'm jumping between their family group tables to say, hey, and steal a donut and just be a face that they are used to seeing. Um, so it's great to hear that y'all are already doing that in, in children's ministry. Um, we do, so we meet, um, middle school choir meets on Wednesday nights and that children's music slots, uh, mm -hmm. high school choir is Sunday afternoons. Um, 
And again, a lot of what I um, kind of had to figure out when I first came on staff was the differences between, you know, this is what my student teaching looked like and this is what student choir at a church is going to look like. So simpling down that those music, you know, music theory um, and all of that that I was kind of used to teaching. Um, but I still feel very strongly when the opportunity presents itself um, to have actual written um, sheet music like right there in front of them. So the, the the guy in the role before me had kind of moved to, we're just going to look up at the lyrics on the screen and sing along. And, you know, there's value in that. Uh, I just, you know, having the, the music theory chops, I'm like, I want them to look at it. <laughs> I want them to see the dots on the page. And But I have to talk that through, you know, when they're, you know, it's an 11th grader who's never looked at sheet music. There's been no reason to. Um, so well, it's intimidating. Me, to it me. is. It's extremely intimidating. And so I try, especially in the beginning of the year, to tell them, I'm, you know, I know you don't get this yet, but I'm going to show you how to at least follow along with us. And hopefully by the end, you're going to know when the notes go up on the staff that you're going up mm -hmm. and when you know what line to follow, you know what a repeat sign means. And so, um, you know, I just give them just the critical info so that they know how to survive and they don't feel like totally out of place. Um, but throughout the rehearsal, as we're singing along, whether it be singing along with the track, um, or singing along with our accompanist, I'll say, okay, we're going to page one, you know, verse one. All right, now go back to page one. It's verse two. Here comes, it's the repeat sign. So go back to measure 22, trying to give them prompts as much as I can so that they feel like they're not totally lost. Um, Do you use hymnals as well at your church? We have hymnals in the pews. Mm -hmm. We project the lyrics on the screen. And when we're singing Crown of Many Crowns, you can pull the hymnal and use it. And a yeah. few people do. Mm -hmm. But we, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's, yeah. they're there. But, I mean, honestly, people look at this the screen. Mm -hmm. I, even in, in the classroom, I try to teach children how to follow the verse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's important. It they is. They still need to know how to you know, yep. find it because they'll look at it. And there was a time when you never had to teach that, of course. Of course, because they knew hymnals. Hymnals, yeah. right. right. So in hymnody and uh, music makers and all that stuff we did. Music <laughs> yeah. makers and young musicians. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And really, most of our students are going to the modern worship. Um, right. And so there, there are not hymnals in yeah, there. Right. Um, so just even just the basics I of that. I don't know what that is. No. But it's going to be fun to bring all hymnals and let them see. Oh, but yeah. a <laughs> lot of the kids, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them are coming that don't know anything. Right. The flip side is. Because there's a rich history at Johnson Ferry of strong children's music. They've all come up through Pamela's. A lot of them. A lot yes, of, a lot of children have come up through children's music. And uh, reading the sheet music, hymnody is still a value. Memorizing hymns is a big value. Yeah, I used to do They're not. The yeah. Yes. I did a whole program. And Pamela I said did that, that because you're only going to get from now to Christmas. That's what they told us we could have. Mm -hmm. to start, and then at Christmas, we'll do a Christmas program during Sunday night. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So we have got a few months to. Yeah. So there's definitely some of them who are not who've been exposed to the right. to the music right. and the sheet music. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. Yeah. And I was all in large churches growing up. Yeah. Like we moved down here in Atlanta and Dalton, and you know we went to festivals. Mm -hmm. and remember and um, girls rehearsed separately from the boys, and then they put us together with our parts. Oh yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> I remember that in Dawson. Sectionals. Yeah, yeah, of, course. yeah. Sectionals. yeah. of course. I'm sorry. Totally. No, 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 no. I was yeah. just remembering that. <laughs> yeah, it's all yeah, good. Time to go. Sorry. Um, no, you're great. And we um, 
we'll also try, you know, as we're preparing for a special program for Christmas or we're learning a new mm-hmm. song that's a challenge, I'll try to place um, adult leaders in there that, like, mm-hmm. I know that if he's going to be there at a rehearsal, I'm like, hey, can you go sit in the middle of the tenors because I'm going to need some extra support when mm-hmm. I teach this. Um, or if I have a group of, um, of older students that are, you know, I'll have them come 15 to 20 minutes early and say, I want you four really learn these three measures with me. And I'm going to put you in the front of the room during rehearsal to sing those parts to the students as I'm teaching it. And so then it's just that extra support of, you know, because most of it's by rote. They don't, they don't know what they're reading. So I'm, I can only have them echo after me a certain amount of times. I can't do it in three parts. (laughs) So that extra support is great. And that does involve, you know, having students that can um, then support me in that way, even just uh, with the parts is super helpful, but we also will let them serve. And so the older students are jumping in on collecting music and handing out info cards, welcoming our new guests and, um, just having those people that if I am out for a rehearsal, you know, um, like we'll have a staff retreat on a Wednesday and I'll have to be gone and he'll cover the rehearsal, which is great, but my students will cover everything else. They'll, They'll set the room up and set out the music and get everything going so that he can just teach the music. And, and even, in my even and when you are there, it's wonderful. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't, Sarah's not doing all the grunt stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it's. can help out. Yeah. And it's a buy-in for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that picture is actually one of our, our students from last year. He's doing a devotional. We do those every rehearsal as well. Um, a themed you know, theme around the song that we're singing, uh, one of our songs, they'll kind of unpack the scripture that supports that song, um, or something that's been on their heart. They'll kind of run that by me and then share just, you know, three to four minute little devotional, which is an, another opportunity for them to be stretched in a good leadership mm-hmm. way. Um, and then the rehearsal creativity, hopefully this is, this is helpful for you too, just as you're kind of thinking outside the box with this, this new well, group. This is, that, yeah. And it's what yeah. works at our place. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I've mentioned, it, kind of knowing the difference between this definitely is an adult choir, um, but this isn't their high school chorus. How can we attract them to something where they're not coming to get a grade? Um, mm-hmm. the ones who are non-musical and a, a huge part of that for us has been these, uh, themed rehearsals, which are so fun. And Just crazy, so crazy silly. youth ministry type stuff. Yeah. And so the two pictures on the right are from our Christmas in September. Um, and this would be a really easy thing to duplicate in preparation for any, we do it in preparation for our, our uh, Christmas production. So we'll do our student music, a Christmas concert the first week of December, and then they sing on the Christmas Eve services. So I've typically got about four to five songs I'm introducing. So we'll, we'll introduce that in about two weeks and we'll deck out the room and, uh, I let the students do it. They bring their own Christmas decorations and deck it out. And, uh, it looks pretty bad. Um, (laughs) it's just lots of Christmas lights and random, you know, little inflatable things. And, um, well, some of them wear Christmas lights around their neck. Um, So we have a competition as well. So the, um, the most creative Christmas outfit will get a little prize at the end of rehearsal. So they're all wearing their tacky sweaters and all of that. And it's especially fun and wacky because it's still 85 degrees because it's like the second week of September. And so it's fun. And then we basically just sing along with our new music and we'll do Christmas cookies at the end of rehearsal. Um, just a, a fun, silly, you know, we'll do a little game that day. We've the, the other three theme nights we've done um, have nothing to do with the music. They're just an opportunity for them to dress up at rehearsal. And so America, America day, they all wore red, white, and blue. Um, we did beach day or they wore Hawaiian shirts and, 
you know, put sunscreen across their nose and, um, a neon night as well. And what I found is, again, this is part of just, you know, just kind of hanging out in the high schools, but, um, for their Friday night football games, they all dress up in a theme Mm -hmm. for the game and there's no reason, but they love, you know, well, we're, it's beach day. So we've all got inflatable tubes around us and they all take pictures outside and there's no reason for it. So we duplicated that in rehearsals mm-hmm. and they do the same thing. There's not a reason, but they're 16 year olds that love an opportunity to dress silly. So that's, great. that's been a fun thing. Um, and we have done some games as a part of that too. Um, the picture on the top left is from our Christmas in September mm-hmm. and we had them, we put a little smock on them and a Christmas hat, a Santa Claus hat. And then uh, it's two boys sitting in the chairs, two girls mm-hmm. sitting behind them that we put on little elf hats and we gave, um, we gave the girls shaving cream cans and they made a Santa Claus beard and whoever had the best looking shaving cream beard won a prize. It got a little messy. We've got a little drop cloth there, but that was just a fun. It only was only about, you know, five minutes of the rehearsal because you don't want it to last much longer. Mm-hmm. But that was a fun thing. Um, it was rowdy. It was very rowdy for those five <laughs> minutes for sure. Um, we did a, for our kickoff, we did a waffle theme and so um we'll play some waffle games because they get uh, waffle house at the end of rehearsal it's a, purely a recruiting tactic mm-hmm. to get those boys there offering them free waffles at the end of rehearsal you can see the there's a printed piece back there, back there. Yeah. student music she had waffle house people on hand so we got dog <coughs> dog cones around their heads and they were throwing frisbees like uh fr- they're throwing waffles like frisbees into the waffle cones or the the dog cones catching them. That's that bottom oh, the... middle picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Around literally around their head okay. and then somebody's throwing waffles and they're catching it in the cone. So it's very much just a student ministry type game that was fun. Definitely don't do that every week because it would be um, hectic and we're still in the rehearsal hall. There's not a lot of space in the choir room. Um, but the, um, the three games listed there on the bottom are all musical-themed games. Uh, the headphone karaoke is the, the bottom right picture where we put um, the kind of the noise-canceling headphones on them. Mm-hmm. They pick a song, and we turn the music up as loud as it'll go in the headphones, and then they're singing along. It's kind of like an American Idol type. You know, they sing into the mic... Um, whatever song they've chosen and they typically don't sound that great because they are, they can't hear themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's a fun uh, kind of icebreaker type thing. Same with the uh, name that song with the, um, if you've ever played or seen the watch your mouth game where they put these kind of like you're at the orthodontist, they put these huge plastic things in your mouth, keep your lips separated mm-hmm. and it's really hard to talk. We have them uh, pick a, out of a jar, a, a lyric to one of our songs that we are doing and they have to sing it to their partner with those things in their mouth. And it's really hard to tell what they're singing, but it's a funny kind of, do you really know the songs we're doing or not? (laughs) And then the last one, finish the lyric is the easiest to -hmm. to duplicate there because we, I literally will play a song um, and it's either uh, a pop song. It's a worship song we're doing in the services already, um, or it's one of our choir songs and I will pause it and then um, they'll hit, their hands will shoot up. Um, I'll pick on somebody, and they have to sing the rest of the line. Um, and for kids that uh, don't, you know, it's funny. The ones that choose to stand up and sing are usually the ones that are barely moving their mouths during they rehearsal. Like but they know uh, if they get a candy bar, yeah. singing the song right, they'll sing in front of anybody. Uninhibited. So, yeah, it's a fun, fun yes, thing. Yes, that candy does do. 
Well, it does wonders. Bribery is, yeah, <laughs> candy is real. Um, and then the cell phone turn-in is not near near as much of an issue, I'm sure, in, in Children's Choir. But um, we actually have our students voluntarily. Um, they turn their phone into a basket at the beginning of rehearsal. And when they do, they get an immediate piece of candy and get to sit down with it. And all of a sudden, I have their attention for the whole rehearsal. That way it's not a distraction. Right. And then at the end of rehearsal, all the phones you see on top of the piano there on the right, um, I will pick a phone off the piano and give them a little $5 gift card. And so not only are they getting immediate candy as soon as they turn their phone in, but there's a potential of a little gift card at the end of rehearsal. So that's been huge because they're voluntarily giving me their attention for the 45 minutes that I, that I have them. We kind of talked a lot, <clears throat> I guess, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, We'd love to share, you know, what works for us on, resources i mean there's a set list here of kind of some things that sarah uses with middle school choir uses with high school choir it's not an anthony type group mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, these are things that work for us but i guess i just going to stop you know when we're talking about creating rehearsals involving students finding the right leaders you know creating an environment that works if you've got we're just kind of yakking at you. Just make sure that if there's any questions you might have, I don't, I don't want to, you know, just talk at you and you go, gosh, I wish I could ask them, what about this? You know, it's anything that you're seeing that you would want some clarity on or how could you apply any of that to where you are? I know you're in a foundational type moment. Um, I'm working well, it would be great if I were in charge of all of it, but I'm not. I'm just doing my section. So yeah, Nancy's yeah. doing preschool. She's done it for years and years. And really. And when you say you're doing your section, what, do you, what age I'm is? I'm doing grades one through five. Okay. Okay. And I just lost a whole bunch to sixth grade. That's yeah. That was where there was a big group. And I was. When you say you're doing grades one through five, you're doing music for them. Um. Yes, we're doing a choir, but that's the age group I get to choose from. They have not had a youth choir. Mm-hmm. Um. What's going to happen there? I mean, there is someone that's going to take it on. She's oh, the wow. pianist okay. and her daughter. But the problem is, she's been supposed to take it on every year, and she waits to see what she's got, and she doesn't have much. So what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'll wait. And if it doesn't, I've already mentioned this, I said, if they don't end up having youth choir, one of the boys said, he said, I'll come back. He just said it. He volunteered. And Love said, that. Okay. He'll come back and help you? Sing with us. How about oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. He likes to sing. He's got <coughs> his little brothers in And I said, okay, well, you know, if the youth choir goes, that's, that's great. That's yeah. But she's, she's a great pianist, fabulous. She's been in the church for 29 years. She plays by ear amazingly, as well as reads music. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel that I threaten her just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I really do. Because you've got the I'm music. Worried well. because I had suggested, not to her, but to the minister of music, why don't we try to find a musical and include the younger children? I found one. Younger children can do the nativity parts and we have the singing. And then <clears throat> he doesn't have a lot of old. They don't have a lot of older youth that want to sing. They're mostly like sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah. And bring us in together. Well, totally. she wants to do her own thing. She said, no, yeah. she didn't want to do that. Yeah. So immediately I thought, oh, step back. Yeah. But it probably would have been a better suggestion to approach it that way. Yeah. 
And then we could all work on our own parts or whatever, but come together doing the same thing and had success. But so now he's got us two different nights. The younger choir and my choir is going to do something, and the, the youth are going to do something. Last year, you mean from a programmatic standpoint? Mm -hmm. Okay. And at Christmas, right? Like one is on December eighth, one's on the fifteenth, or something. Mm -hmm. And he had wanted last year. They couldn't get anything going, so he had the adult choir do a musical with the children, and the youth did the parts. But actually, it turned out very well because hmm. this his wife is the one with the drama and the costumes yeah, and yeah. all this. And we did it on a Sunday morning. And well, the adult choir was not thrilled about doing it to begin with, but it worked out very well. Hmm. How about that? I, I would have, it was a blessing. Yeah. And yeah. the way we were going. So, you know, I just, I'm just really praying about this. Yeah. Which I'm sure, step that, on toes. I'm sure you see those sixth graders. And you're like, ah, oh, there's so much potential. They're all right there. Make and a sixth grade ensemble. I know, yeah. Because of Vacation Bible School. Yeah, you know, right. Like they just left. Ago, yeah. Right. Came to the church. Right. And it just killed me. Mm. I think it's, a lot of the. I think sixth grade needs to be with the high school. Yeah. Are they're they, little, they're what, little. What's the school system? It, middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah. And then nine high through twelve. Yeah. yeah. That's the. Done all, all over the place, more out of. Convenience or building usage, I'm sure, because right. when we were growing up, you know, you you were the big cheese in the sixth grade. You were like a senior of elementary, yes. Yes. and then somewhere or another, it changed to sixth, seventh, and eighth. They put big difference between a sixth grader and eighth grader. Huge, big. Yeah. yeah. Most of the schools where I was in Mount County, sixth grade was a separate wing. They mm -hmm. did not interact with seventh and eighth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you just felt better. Yeah, but you can't really do that in church. No. <laughs> no. Especially a smaller church. No, I mean, it's sixth graders. I mean, sixth grade boys do not need to be in Sunday school with twelfth grade boys, you know, because yeah. yeah. they were lumping them all together. It was like, help. Yeah. A teacher got in on the nominating committee and goes, we need to just approach this differently. Yeah. Right. Even if we don't have very many, right. we've got to think about this. Well, some of these resources are things that, I mean, you'd have to make sure that she could receive that without feeling like you're trying to supersede her, you know, know. So to be able to pass on like, hey, this is what I saw here, you know, if you want it or whatever. But again, if, you, if you've already got a little feeling like... Well, she met with him um, Sunday night and I said, well, did you all talk about whatever? And she goes, yes, Angie's got something she wants to do separately. I said, okay, that's great. And what does she do? Angie is the person. Angie is the pianist that's, that she sings um, in small groups, praise choir, everything. She can just sing every part. Yeah, what's her last name? Now it is, why did you ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> Frank and Angie Marie. She's been married three times. So oh, sorry. gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I finally got all this straight. Um, Paul was the last I'm sorry. She's from Sufferton. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all good. It'll hit me in a minute. Well, she plays the piano there. Mm -hmm. And she's excellent. And she and the Minister of Music have worked together so long. When he plays the banjo, she plays with him. They oh, just okay. play off of each other. Wow. Uh, that's cool. They, he can do all this improv work, and it's unreal. I mean, I've just never seen something quite, but I mean, it's 
he was a professional. Yeah. yeah. So it's quite amazing. You know, for resources and all, especially since your target is grade one through five right now, because you're you're basically doing what we did years ago where you're hopefully God will give you success and that will you know five years from now someone that you've got involved in music will will grow right into a student mm-hmm. music thing it would be great yeah great. yeah but creating that foundational Bible thing. school was horrible the last two years just being there but two other people jumped in on it they're teachers and they are willing to learn yeah so that's great yeah. Pastor's already kind of cheering them a different way. It's just because it's always been done that way, kind mm-hmm. of. And like from an overall structure or from a music? Uh, just overall yeah. organization. I mean, they're getting a schedule at the last minute. Things yeah. just need mm-hmm. to be planned yeah. way in advance. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, then it just works better. Yeah. I think some of the things that we're talking about, whether it be, you know, I don't know that when third and fourth graders you want to bring in shaving cream santa beards <laughs> but you know there's definitely fun stuff that you can sure. do yeah. games and things that would be age appropriate it's, right. it's having that kind of environment where you know you bring fourth fifth graders in and you know all we do the whole time is we look at music and sing you know it's kind of creating an environment of uh, variance and all you can apply right. some of those principles i usually start like with fourth grade first first thing, you know, the speech and patterns and then you adding actions and taking things away. Yeah. And then I've got them. Yeah. And yeah. fifth grade I'll do that and then it becomes a musical phrase and I put it together. Oh, it's a song. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, that's great. We'll do things like that. I think some of the you would benefit, you know, like I said, everything changes around methodology right. shift methodology shift around mm-hmm. shift around. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what uh, Pamela does in children's music right now would be helpful for you, you know, because um, exploration groups where it's not changed a lot in the last. It it has, you know, where like um, a instead of coming in where a music we sing the whole hour, you know, they do all kinds of different things, you know, where this almost like stations, you know, and. that would be helpful for you from a foundational basis and you know you have people who are you know some of it might be a hymn storyteller some of it might be a instrumentalist there's definitely a big choral part of it yes of course Mm -hmm. but there's other things that they're doing in that hour that create almost a specialized tracks you know, type thing. Well, then every other, is it every other week or every two weeks they're going to their exploration group yeah. instead of going to choir? Oh. Kind yeah. of, and that exploration group is a part of Pamela's ministry, but it's like you could go do sign language, you could go do um, drums, you can go do, there's some sort of media. Media stuff. stuff. You know, yeah. Oh, I want to do that. You know, yeah. But it's, uh, but again, it kind of goes back to what we we're talking about earlier is if you create, you know, that could be a real magnet for you, mm-hmm. but uh, you've got to figure out what that looks like for you, and you can't be the person for all those things, uh, you know. Um, you know, you've got some... Angie Woodall. <laughs> there you go, yeah, yeah. Her son is Daniel Hall. Um, Daniel and Maria, her children, adult children, they do all the media, mm-hmm. and um, we just spent like $157,000 updating in our family life center, all of that, and 
in the chairs and everything. And that would just be great to be able to go up in that new room and to see all that. Just, again, it's, you're not trying to turn them into sound engineers. No, but they, there's some exposure to doing? that. It's yeah. interesting. And they used to see the cameras out here, but now everything's behind mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Give us a tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, media or just fun. different exploration groups, like Sarah said, right, gives them ex exposure to the nuts and bolts of worship ministry. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that that could be really helpful for you to, to glean some ideas. And that would make person. Angie happy that I'm in the Yeah. Her daughter Maria is going to help with the choir. Which Great. Is great. Cool. I think that could be really helpful for you. Yes. You know, for. So I think a lot of what we're talking about, you know, creating culture, building relationships, finding the right leaders for you, uh -huh. you know, using that, uh, especially if it's not the same night, you know, if you've got some 10th grader that's an active student, it's not the same slot as, you know, hey, could you come mm -hmm. sit in the middle of my rehearsal so that your fourth grader who mom sent him, it's like, oh. It's pretty cool that this guy's coming, you know. That, and bring your saxophone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that could definitely be helpful. And doing some different types of things in your rehearsals, even the music rehearsals, just, hey, we're going to take five minutes, have a crazy game, you know, yeah. and uh, offering those opportunities. That could, that could be cool. I'm sorry I'm talking at you again. What questions of any of that? I, I do think there's some foundational things in that that would be helpful to you? Well, I'm taking this stand that I'm going to have choir. Mm -hmm. And Minister of Music keeps saying, well, we better see how many you have signed up. They're not going to sign up at church. I mean, after church in the foyer, I mean, that's not yeah. how you do it. So I was telling your daughter that I've got these really great little note cards I ordered that got kids that look wacky and they're in choir singing. And, I'm writing one for each child that I've got a name for yeah. and giving it to the parent and the child to have something written to put on the thing and want you to come join us you know, ahead of time. And I've just been talking to the kids. Um, you know, that's just the only thing trying to get them there. Yeah. So I will see what I've got far as how big a program I can do. Yeah. But. I plan to have choir. <laughs> so yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. just going to plan when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And if the preschool choir person doesn't wants to bring them in and do it with me, that's great. I'm going to give her that option because she was thinking about not doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. I can take all ages. You know, I've done that before. Yeah. In, in chapels. Yeah. Well, I love hearing the difference between, you know, well, I, maybe I'll do it if I get enough to, no, I'm doing it regardless. So if I have three, then we'll do something. Because we may have lots of young families join our church with yeah, children. I think that's great. I mean, that's well, that would, persistence there. If that's a, a something the church is offering, mm -hmm. that will be, a, yes. a, that will cause them to want to be there. My friend was on the nominating committee. We're the same age. She just retired from teaching and she kept talking to me to choir. Well, what would you like to do? I said, I'd love to be able to work with the children's music. She she actually made it happen because they weren't letting me in. And she started saying, well, And why is that? Because you are new? Probably, but the person doing it says, well, we don't have any kids. So yeah. I'm not going to do it anymore. I said, well, and she said to them, 
we need to offer it in case we get kids. Yeah. It needs to be here. Or to draw the kids. But out of 185 in Sunday morning, aren't there, aren't there some children there? Yes. Yeah. And we've had people leave because of there not being active children's programs. The youth programs, not choir, but the youth programs are active. We have the youth minister. How about that? Yeah. Well, if there's kids, you know, I mean, this is, is another... There's grandkids. It's another principle. Yeah, totally. um, grandkids, but just getting them there. See, and that's what we're trying to have something so the parents, if they live away, see, it's that rural area, Yeah. that they can at least go to Sunday night. Bible study, worship Bible study, while we're having quiet. Yeah. So. Well, anything about what we're talking about so far that would you have any questions to ask that would well, be helpful? Well, give me some more ideas for uh, games and activities. Yeah. I mean, what I did in school is some of that I could do. But, oh, yeah, so much of that. Yeah, but I could do other things. I loved your waffle toss. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the waffle thing was even crazier this past Sunday. This past Sunday we did, um, so this is the second year we've done our waffle kickoff, um, and it's really, it's the, the big introduction to who student music is in, in August every year. And so I try to make that a real fun draw, that first rehearsal. So we did the waffle toss last time, and I toasted about a million Eggo waffles the night before because I didn't want to waste the good ones on, um, <laughs> on the tossing of Oh, like, you did frisbees. little round ones. I did. Um, but this past week, we just did a, a waffle eating contest with three of them in front of the, in, in front of the room. So obviously... Not a lot of the games incorporate every single person, but even just a fun game in the front that they can participate in is great. Mm -hmm. And so we stacked up a couple waffles that we had just made out in the hallway for it to eat afterwards, put syrup all over them, put whipped cream all over them and sprinkles. And then I told the three contestants that they could, not use, their, they could not use their hands. Mm -hmm. And so they had to put their hands behind their back and eat as much of the waffle that they could in about 30 seconds. And so it was gross and funny and... Um, and rowdy and fun. And I gave a little prize to all three of them just because they had kind of made a fool of themselves. Yeah, right in front of everybody. But it's so great. We have a little kitchen right next to There you go. Hours. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, I'm, I'm just doing it in, in the choir room, but mm -hmm. because I'm only giving them 30 seconds and it's real short, it limits the amount of mess that could be made. And I'll just lay down one of those plastic disposable tablecloths on the floor and one on the table. Um, and then afterwards, just scoop it all up, move it out, keep going with rehearsal. So um, stuff yeah, like that. Is, I think it'd be fun to, you know, you could even pick a worship song, even a hymn, if you have a recording of something. Say, okay, here's a song. I'm just going on that finish the song type thing. Mm -hmm. This is a song that the Minister of Music did this past Sunday. So I'm going to play it, and I'm going to stop it at a particular point in the song. And whoever wants to finish the song mm -hmm. wins blah, blah, blah mm -hmm. prize, you know. Mm -hmm. So that, you know. Hey, we're, we're doing a yeah. worship song for different things just so they will be able to sing Love it. Or some... If you're doing a, yeah, yeah. a hymn of the month or something, right. you know, and you could sing part of it, and okay, you have to finish the song. Yeah. I, I did that. Believe it or not, I had my choir folder from Beecher Hills Baptist Church, mm -hmm. which is no more in Atlanta, but when I was a little girl, and I used Beecher that. Hills like uh, down near Providence Park. Missionary Baptist. Beecher Hills like Linda Schwach, Linda. This uh, was when I was a little girl. Linda, Wil Linda I know, Linda Wilson. I don't remember. There was, the man taught my choir, 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, but you know the thing he did for me, and I did this teaching school. He taught us how to conduct and to read all of his signals in fourth grade. I'll wow. never forget that. How about that? And I learned to conduct in fourth grade. And whenever I would go to something, they said, "What? Well, we all learned to conduct in fourth grade. Wow. We learned all patterns so that we could follow him." I think his name was Willis. How about that? His last name. That's amazing. That's tr- but yeah. um, that was wonderful. And I had the whole folder, and mm-hmm. we had a hymn of the month. I mean, I would go through and say, I'm going to bring all this back because it obviously impressed me and right. helped me to be able to read what he's doing. Yeah. Larger, louder, smaller, you know, his other hand. Yeah. And he was really good at that so when we could communicate, you know, yeah. we were singing. We did a lot of festival music. But um, so every fourth grader when I taught in school could conduct. You know? Wow. So yeah. that was great. And we would conduct music. But then we just were communicating better. And, um, but the hymn of the month, I did chapel-wide music. My husband was uh, active duty army for 20 years. Hmm. So I started doing post-wide music with VBS, or I did children's choir on the chapel, mm-hmm. and I would do all the ages. <clears throat> and then we did two musicals a year, one for Christmas. And so then I would do, but these children from such different backgrounds, we did do a hymn of the month because we used the armed forces hymnal. Yeah. It just helped them be able to find it. Yeah. But it was great that I get these ideas like, oh, I remember learning that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere I kept it along the way. I think there's some things that, too, that Sarah, you do. Like Sarah does, I mean, the, the choir mission tours are a big thing. They have been for a long time. It's a big goal for us. But she doesn't come in the very first Sunday and say, hey, next June we're going to go on choir mission tour. Because they don't think that far ahead. I think, you know, some things when you start up in the fall uh, to have some short-term goals and not even start talking about Christmas straight away. You know, hey, this is something we're going to have an opportunity, boom, in six weeks we're going to sing and worship. We are. It's already on the calendar. You got it. You got it. I already said that. I said these are the two songs we're going to do. So I love it. Yeah. And the cool thing is, he teaches part-time at Christian school. I love oh, wow. He goes, can you believe that? I'm doing that same song. Yeah. I said, well, that's great. <laughs> Get me that, everything I need. That is so that's awesome. Well, I think there's good stuff, too. There's wonderful opportunities to lead in worship inside the walls. And I would encourage you to think outside the walls. Yeah. Think outside the box when you've yes. got a, I mean, if you're doing a Christmas program, um for your church, why does that have to be the only time you do it? You spent all that time learning that music. Why couldn't you take that to a local shopping center? And uh, so nursing pretty much closed. <laughs> well, or some some yeah. area somewhere yeah, outside, assisted, living, assisted yeah. living, a nursing home, mm-hmm. or somewhere where young families are, mm-hmm. and they see, wow, I saw that Poplar Springs Children's Choir. And, you know, that really going where the fruit is. And the yes. fruit is fruit out is, yeah. in the field. <laughs> but taking that oh, group outside, just like Sarah, when she starts up with high school choir, she does, she's talking about, hey, we're going to have this local missions project. It's like a one-day mission trip in October. But you could be thinking about, yeah, 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 you're going to sing on Sunday morning. Got that on calendar. That's inside the walls. Okay. What can you do with this children's music thing 
get outside the walls that would be an exposure a, mm-hmm. a PR for the church and for your program because you're trying to reach the people who aren't there right. and the people that aren't there are out there so That's instead of encouraging them parking lot. That's what we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's all we have. Yeah, I mean we've done take, that on trips before we take have, it out um, to the fields yeah um, so we um, we kind of start the year talking about Christmas in September because um, that's a big fun day prepping for Christmas. But then we also talk about this love for ATL mission day that we do. Um, and basically it's kind of it's, it's what Mark was saying. We um, we have our choir tours happen over the summer. And so for our high school team. Got a lot of the students that are coming back. We see them in June, and then when that trip's over, we're done with choir until school starts back. So we start school back, start choir back. We'll bring back some of those songs we had worked on last spring and last summer, um, and then we'll capture about you know maybe three or four of those and do a local mission trip um, about ten minutes away and sing those songs again um, and do like a little fall festival with it. So um, you know we'll reaching out to the community and doing kind of a similar thing they've done on choir tour. But I love the idea, you know, I mean, really, because we really have on some of these choir tours um, gone to Kroger parking lot. We did that last year and sang out in the, in the front. And especially if you've got um, Christmas songs you've prepared, maybe throwing a couple additional uh, Christmas carols in there um, and doing a little mini Christmas concert outside for free. And, um, you know, anything that you can do to get the name of what you're doing out there is super helpful. Um, I think that, um, I mean, you know as well as I do, I don't know how, if you're active at all on social media, but um, I think especially reaching young families, trying to, as you establish a program, um, creating, that's a Facebook page. creating a Facebook page, yeah. you know, children's yeah. music at Poplar North yeah. and something and encouraging these parents to join that, you know, I know probably third graders are not on Facebook no, or Instagram. Their parents are on Facebook. Their yeah. parents definitely are, and and they may not even be on Facebook. They may be more on Instagram, you know. But having something where there's that's a constant little reminder of either either just if you get them on a Facebook page or a group type site and they can see that happening all the time it's an easy way for you to communicate back and for the i see little tommy there he is and you know and take some pictures and post them on that uh in rehearsals because that is the world we live in right now so we also use and this is actually a teacher tool that i realized um and and stole for my for my own use but Remind.com is a website um, that was created for educators, um, and it's a free website. It's a free resource, um, and basically, uh, what they will do um, in school systems and all, they'll create an account with it. Um, ours, you know, had to abbreviate to a certain amount of, of characters. So ours is JF Stew Music. It's really all I could do. But basically, they'll give you this little screenshot. They'll text a code with your name in there and then they will they're signing themselves up to receive your text messages and they can respond back to you if they want to it's all through an app um, or through the website you can also just use the desktop site um, instead of them texting you directly but it's a great way i'll i'll set them to send out like on saturday nights before rehearsal on sunday afternoons and say hey can't you know just a reminder can't wait to see you tomorrow at 4 30. Mm-hmm. um but it's a great way for your parents to you know, you can send 
big emails and all, which is great. But if you want to just send a, a short little reminder, hey, don't forget, we've got a really fun game tonight. Um, you know, at Children's Music, don't forget to, to bring your kiddo and see you at six or see you at five. Um, so you might want to just check that out, theremind.com. That's a, it's a great way to be in touch with them. Um, and it's not an extra expense or extra, you know, it's just kind of learning the system. Well, you can send it all just through your computer. So. Sure would save you, look, if you're, when your team is singing in October. Yeah. Rather than on Saturday night, you're like, I hope they all show up, you know, and like, I think I'll sit down and call them all. You know, mm-hmm. that wears you out, you know. Yeah. But if you have that structure, boom, you send it out, they get it, you know, I don't, <laughs> you don't have a conversation with every one of them. Right. It's just like this little high tech. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. High tech, low touch type yes. thing. Yeah. Another game I thought of that was a fun thing that's, uh, it's not even really a game. It's just another kind of giveaway thing. I'll put a post-it note under one of the chairs before rehearsal starts. And the post-it note literally just says, you won. Congratulations. And that person will get a prize, whether it's a candy bar, a $5 gift card, something like that. But um, just another way to kind of just reward them for for showing up because um, not every student's going to volunteer to sing or volunteer to come put their face in a whipped cream covered waffle. <laughs> so <laughs> that's another kind of fun thing uh, that we'll use. We're, um, you know, finding music for uh, third, fourth, fifth graders can be different than finding music for what Sarah does. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I think you might be able to pop Pamela an email and say, I'm starting up this group's grades one through five. Got some music suggestions for me. Where do you get your I music totally choice? Would. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that, that would be good. Um, I feel I'm just kind of learning what you're doing and I'm not like, hey, but you know, for your target. And I haven't done just all church music in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was, right, you've been in school. I was helping some when I was doing teaching full-time, but I couldn't Yeah. Well, I think she would be a, a good resource for things, because, you know, it's, it's, if they had some of the tools that you have there, I'm not saying you, but some of the ones that are, like, on the shelves in the libraries may be outdated. Right. Mm-hmm. And you've got a updated group of young adults coming yes. through, some that may have moved from East Cobb to that area just like you did. And it's like, wow, this is... Hmm. Right. So... And the kids, you know, are bombarded with media and television and all. And so finding some some tools that would be updated, some music, basically, so I'm saying, you know, in addition to the different <clears throat> exploration groups type approach, but finding music that's fun, still has a little meat on it, but that feels updated. Mm-hmm. Not, sure should be happy to send. Yeah. Kind of what yeah. they've done the last couple of years. Yeah. Just some things that, that work there. So we primarily will use um, use praise charts. I'm not sure what Angie is using for um, for student choir and kind of what she does, but the praise charts thing is um, is really helpful because basically you can um, we'll see if it kind of pops up on here. You can find most all regular worship songs um, and get the piano you know the piano version, the SATV version, um, get the actual three of it you know this mm-hmm. this song in particular is one we did with high school it's on the radio it's a kind of oh, a fun upbeat yeah she's so great <sighs> um but basically you know they have 
they have everything available there. Mm -hmm. They've got the lyric slides, they've got the orchestration, you know, all we needed was the piano vocal SATB and the choir sheet SATB. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, um, we downloaded the, uh, the chord chart for our band to follow along with, Mm -hmm. but they've got just about everything. So this has been my main resource for, for music because I'll also find, um, you know, modern worship songs off of praise charts. Um, I know we're uh, running short on time. We just got about five minutes left. I just, I thought it'd be cool again, since you're from Johnson Ferry back when, uh, (laughs) for Sarah, maybe just to show you maybe that, that song, the still rolling stones, Lauren Daigle song, just, this is what student music looks like at Johnson Ferry right now. That would be one video is from the modern, venue and the others in the sanctuary when they came in and took the place of the adult choir for a Sunday. So Yeah, let's do that. Out of the shadows Back to the gallows This is the home concert for student music. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up Six feet under Some kids up there don't know diddly squat about music. But now she was in Walton Chorus and she's a music major at Sanford this fall. So it's an environment where both of them feel comfortable. Another soloist is just a musical theater person. That's all she's really done is musical Lots of different stories up there. Lots of kids from coming from all walks and whatever. But they're all synced in on the same purpose. That's a meaningful thing to see.
the next video is the same kids, but they're in the sanctuary, you know, following a kind of a color palette. That was in the activity center in the modern venue. And this other one is, um, you know, it's still an expressive youth choir type thing, but they are, uh, you know, just a little different approach. That's who we are as of recently. Yeah. We're about out of time, but thank you for uh, Sorry, thank you for the uh, for being a part of this. Hope it's been helpful for you. Be able to glean some things and, and prayers for you as you start digging in. Yeah. Going for it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I'd love to pray for you as we finish up. Is that, is that okay? In our church, it's just um, I guess this is God where God wants us. It's like. It's starting over. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you'll be a great foundational piece of that, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Let me pray for you now. Lord, I, I thank you for your presence here, and I thank you for the gift of music and worship that have been used that to honor you and express ourselves to you and also to reach people for Jesus. And I pray for Judy as she makes herself available and the giftedness that you put in her and really the heart she has for the next generation. I pray you help her to provide good leadership and uh, to find the right people, to find the right tools, the right approaches, the creativity that will reach uh, children for you. I pray that you'll guide her in Jesus' name.